Hi friends, and welcome to the Nothing to Prove and Everything to Share podcast. I am Gabby, your host, and I am so, 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 so excited and so thankful that you have decided to spend a little bit of time in this space with us. Um, So, for those of you who are, you know, coming on for the first time, make yourself at home, light a candle, grab some coffee, pour yourself some wine, whatever you're drinking, get comfortable. For those of you who are returning, thanks for coming back. I'm thrilled that you're here. And I am, again, so excited to be sharing in this space with you all. Um, This week, I really wanted to dive in deep into this concept of understanding in motion especially with all of the updates and information and change happening with the coronavirus, not even every single day, but from minute to minute, moment to moment, things are changing. There's a lot of understanding that has to happen while we're still in motion. Um, So if you've known me long enough, which if you're only tuning into this episode, you've only known me two episodes, but you know, let's get to know each other. Um, If you've known me longer than that, though, you know that I get extreme motion sickness bus rides plane rides car rides roller coasters cruises spinning in one of those cool spinny chairs I get so motion sick now this isn't to say that I avoid any of these things because I definitely don't but I am the type of person that will completely shut down until I can put two feet on solid ground and regain myself so even the last time I went to Disney I got so sick from being on a roller coaster. We went on Space Mountain and I got so nauseous after because, and I think that's, that may be like a ride that a lot of people get motion sick on, but that was a lot of motion at once. And let me tell you, I had to take a good 10 minutes after to regain solid ground. Um, So usually in my you know, motion sickness. I'm one of those people that will uh, try and fall asleep. I'll focus on other things, but even that can be hard. So I can't think about anything else on my plate until the motion stops or gets under control. I don't know if that makes sense for any of you all, but I think that sometimes life can feel the same way. So close your eyes. Imagine for a moment you're in a completely new chapter or a new way of doing something. So whether it's a new role at your job, it's a new job completely, you're doing online classes and it's completely new. Whatever the shift is, you can't wait to get to where you want to be. So whether it's the end of the semester, getting back to the way things used to be, mastering online classes and mastering online tools. You can't wait to get to where you need to be, but the ride there isn't anything like you've expected. Imagine, you can't wait to feel like you're standing on solid ground, but the road there is really rocky with all this loose gravel and uneven sidewalk. There's anxiety in the pit of your stomach. All the things that you're learning haven't quite settled in as instinct. They haven't become habit. You're still practicing them. Every room, every virtual meeting room, every room that you're in can feel like it's spinning. Now, gratitude and positivity become consumed by an overwhelming sense of nausea and dizziness. You ask yourself, who are you? Where are you? 
What is something that I know to be true? How did I get here? You have all of the answers right within you, but you're on deck grabbing the railing, gasping for air because the motion sickness is the only thing you feel. Life on deck, especially in this season, is always in motion. And all you want to do is stop and pause. You think, stop all the motion and the understanding or clarity I need will be right there, right? If you get motion sick like me, you're probably wondering, is there a way to understand anything while you're still in motion? Is there a way to not feel like absolutely defeated? Is there a way to not take yourself completely out of the game? I'm telling you right now, there is one word that is five letters long that can solve all of your motion sickness. That is the key ingredient to understanding in motion. And that word is grace. I know it sounds weird, but the only way to understand life in its most chaotic and dizzy seasons is to give and take grace. Especially in this season, it means taking it day by day or minute by minute when the overall picture can look entirely overwhelming and daunting and impossible. This is something that I am still learning, but I wanted to share with you all along the way. So I love living a life in motion. I love change. I love the challenge of being able to adapt. But I'm also one of those people where I love color codes. I love structure. I love a good system that works in, in order from beginning to end. And so when things go off course, I'm definitely one of those people where it's like into the unknown, um, where I am completely overwhelmed and I just want solid ground. But with Grace, I am learning that our next decision can be as simple as doing the next right thing. So we can't plan too far in the future. There is way too much change happening in this season of life. But what we can do is do the next right thing in this moment, in this minute, follow up on it, and give ourselves grace and compassion. We can meet ourselves and the world with grace and compassion. Does that make sense? Maybe. I don't know. I See, I waited for an answer because I'm used to facilitating in rooms with people. And this whole digital, you know, share yourself um, when there's no audience is super weird. I'm literally staring at my wall, picturing an audience, and it's, it is weird. But I am understanding in motion and giving myself grace because I have nothing to prove and everything to share. Anyway... Um, I think it's super important for us to acknowledge that a lot of this feels different. A lot of this feels like and is, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to be like this. There's a lot of chapters coming to an abrupt end. There's a lot of goodbyes that didn't get to happen. A lot of things that just feel unfinished and abrupt and cut off. Um, all of us are exploring new ways of operating. There's our, There's floods of information happening and... There's a lot of communication and discovering of new routines that's happening all at once. So there's, there's a lot happening. There's a lot that we do know, um, but there's also a lot of uncertainty and things that we don't know. And that is where a lot of anxiety comes from. So I'm right there with you if you're feeling that. Trust me when I say that I completely understand. You know, we can't look too far in the future. 
we can't be paralyzed by fear. So, you know, what do we do? What do we do when it feels like we aren't on solid ground? What do we do to understand in motion? We give ourselves grace and we do the next right thing. And I talk about this a little bit with my team because it's still something that I am learning. So the next right thing doesn't seek to be the, the big solution to the world's biggest problems. That is something that I, I believe that we're all uniquely positioned to, to be a part of a solution, but we aren't the entire solution. That is way too big of a responsibility and burden to have placed on ourselves and to put on ourselves. But we each have a unique position in the things that we know to be true to go out, to serve the world, to lead, and to make change. Um, So like I mentioned in my first episode, I am a graduate assistant in the orientation office. I get to work with different student groups, whether it's our orientation leaders, our mentor orientation leaders, or our resource team. And so one of the things I'm uniquely positioned to do is to not, you know, know all the tools of their digital classes, but to know resources, to be there, to say, hey, my phone line is open. If you need it, call me and I can try to navigate things with you. I know it's hard. It's also to to check in on my students as people, not if, hey, how how's your work going? Hey, how are your classes going? It's, hey, how are you doing? How are you transitioning? Where can I provide support? And that is so important when we talk about understanding in motion is that grace acknowledges the humanness in all of us. It acknowledges the messy, unedited, raw versions of us that need love and compassion. It recognizes that we can't earn forgiveness. We can't earn things that are unconditional, but we all deserve that piece of us that doesn't have to work to be worthy because we all have that within us. So for me... Giving myself grace and doing the next right thing means claiming the small things that I am in control of. It's checking in with myself and being present. It's reframing things that are difficult to see or having a new perspective. It's revising what my narrative looks like and rewriting that narrative and sharing out with the world. For me, doing the next right thing means giving myself grace for dropping the ball if I miss an online class or a meeting that I forget to put in my calendar. Um, It means reaching out and asking for help on days when I need something from the office. And that is something that I'm learning is understanding in motion means leaning on the team that has your back anyway. Um, I am one of those people where I literally hate asking for help. I always tell people, you know, call me if you need help, but I literally hate asking for help myself. And it may be an ego thing, but I just, I hate asking for help, but understanding emotion leans, leans on the people that have your back anyway. Like use your team. They're there for a reason. They're constantly telling you, Hey, I've got your back. Put it to work. (laughs) But yeah, so understanding emotion can be extremely hard, but it takes grace and doing the next right thing. So the next right thing for you means maybe checking in on your friends, but also, so there's an and to this, checking in on your friends and allowing others to check in on you. So your relationships are super important because the support you feel or don't feel plays a huge role in how successful you transition into different things. If you don't believe me, you can look up the, um, it's Sloshberg's transition theory. 
So I am in the higher education program at FAU and one of my favorite classes to take was student development theory because a lot of the theory just talks about you know how we develop, how we become successful, why, rewriting the narrative, self-authorship and things like that. So this transition theory is one of my favorites because it talks about our perspective on situation and our support for instance are two of the things that really allow us to transition and help us get that understanding in motion. So we can't always just pause and stop in the middle of what we're doing, but how we perceive our our challenge ahead or how we perceive the course as well as the support on the course makes a difference. Um, so checking in on your family and friends, but also allowing others to check in on you. The second thing that could be the next right thing is communicating your needs as they change. Um, you know, we're entering a digital world where we can feel very overwhelmed and a lot of it can feel intense. It can feel like there's not a lot of boundaries because you're on the computer anyway for school. So why not answer a work email? Um, So whether your needs are physical or if you have to set a boundary or if your needs are technical, it's important to acknowledge what you need the most to feel productive and to feel like you're positively contributing and then communicating that as well because Others do play a role in supporting that contribution. Again, it takes a village. And so that understanding and motion isn't just your responsibility. It's a social responsibility. And then the last one of doing the next right thing is is grieving when appropriate, but also seeking out the opportunity to celebrate when you can. I acknowledge that this season has closed so many chapters without warning, and it absolutely breaks my heart. So it takes time and it's okay to take time to grieve and to really lean into what you feel and to give yourself the time to make meaning from it. Now in the same way, we have to be intentional about our celebration. So we live in a day and age where ceremonies like graduation mark the end of some of our biggest accomplishments, but I'm challenging you and myself and encouraging us to build a community to celebrate without a physical marking of of that time. So How can you celebrate without the physical marking of of a graduation ceremony? I know that the endings may feel awkward and some of them are extremely heartbreaking. It's really important to name those feelings and to get specific. But also knowing that while they are important plot points in your narrative, those feelings of grief and heartbreak shouldn't hijack your entire narrative. You are way too special, and I've said this before, you are way too special for that. So I know that a lot of this wasn't supposed to be this way. There's a lot of understanding that needs to happen in motion because we can't just pause when things are changing at a rapid pace. But give yourself grace and worry about just the next right thing. Now, I hope this podcast, in all of its ramblings and all of its messiness, because again, this is a one-take podcast, so if I'm rambling in it, sorry. No, actually, I'm not sorry. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's given you time to process things, to think about a new lens of looking at things, and if you ever need anything, you know where to find me. If not, feel free to follow me on Instagram. My 
Instagram is gabs underscore faith. My DMs are always open. But as always, I hope you know that I am so proud of you. I am so thankful for how you are contributing to the world. And I hope you know that you have nothing to prove and everything to share. Thanks for joining.